Have you ever been called a band geek, a theater nerd, cyber dork, studio rat, gamer punk, orchestra dork, book monkey, drama jock, poindexter, artsy fartsy, or just plain weird? Well then, welcome to Art Nerds. This is the podcast where we sit down with our nerdy friends, embrace our inner geek, and celebrate our art. And welcome back, my friends. This is Art Nerds. This is the place where we talk to our nerdy friends about their art. My name is Michael Bryan, and across the table from me <laughs> is a young lady who is very near and dear to my heart. We have Maggie O'Brien. How Hi, are you? everybody. <laughs> I was about to like really just get into my usual, and I'm Maggie, because <laughs> we do a different podcast together called uh, Quality Time with the O'Briens. Yes, Maggie is... Uh, one of my podcasting partners, among other things, uh, but she deserves her own Art Nerds episode all of her own. Aw, thanks. Maggie, what is your art? Uh, I, I'm kind of a jack of all trades when it comes to art, I would say, but I think my main focuses are voice acting and sound design and a little bit of writing. And a little bit of writing. A little bit of writing. Where do you want to start? Probably the voice acting okay. thing I've been working on the most. Okay. Well, what have you been working on recently? Uh, I currently – so I signed up for this thing called Backstage recently okay. to just kind of dip my toes into the water, see what I can do in terms of, you know, finding something to give my art an outlet for. Right. <laughs> uh, so I did – just today I did something for uh, a podcast. I think it's a TV – it might be a TV series. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, but a podcast series called The Pirate's Daughter, and I uh, I auditioned for Stella, the Irish nun who was <laughs> uh, who was a pirate, who was born a pirate, raised a nun. So I took a couple of takes of in my good old Irish accent. Your your good old Sir Sharonin. My my very good old Sir Sharonin. Uh, and just kind of played with it a little bit. So now, you have a uh, a series called the golden vault correct yeah and it's, it's that's one of the most amazing voice acting well you also sound engineered it too i did sound engineer yeah. it too um it's but you voiced everything in it correct i did so except for a single line at the end that was done by my dear friend uh jason neff <laughs> <laughs> tell us about golden vault golden vault is definitely a work in progress series it's literally one episode and maybe a trailer <laughs> right now. Okay. Uh, but it's to showcase um, writing. It's to showcase so short stories and kind of... Let me start at the beginning. Uh, the, way, the way I've structured this podcast is that you, the listener, are walking into kind of a cozy, jazzy little golden bar at the, at the end of the night, right? You're tired, you're exhausted, you kind of just want to relax. So you go to this little place called the Golden Vault. And there you meet uh, Miss Velvet, who is a storyteller. And she tells you all these weird, wonderful stories. Uh, some that I've written, most of them I've written. But I do want to reach out to like other writers and stuff to kind of showcase their work as well. It was, me it was meant to be something that showcases other people's writing okay. uh, and their stories because I don't want it to just be me being like, oh, look at what I can do. It's it's no, it, I wanted it to be a collaborative work. It's neat, but it's like um, a bit of a series. Um, kind of an anthology series of sorts. Yeah, it's it's very much an anthology series. It's um, It's more akin to... 
like gathering the prologues of all these weird little stories or gathering the best bits of these short stories or these long stories and giving them an episode. Oh, neat. So it's, it always starts off in the bar and he talked to Miss Velvet and then it goes immediately into a narration of the story with lots of sound effects, trying to bring it to life. And you it's know? all audio. It's all audio. It's, it's all, all an audio masterpiece. It's all basically radio drama from it's, the good old days. It is basically a radio drama. <laughs> That sounds marvelous. And you know, uh, Miss Velvet is obviously the character that I play because I was just—it's your character. I was just <laughs> dicking around one day, <laughs> and it's just like, what if I did a sultry kind of little lady for the bar? You know, just Miss Velvet is this <laughs> sultry little little minx who runs the bar. So, and it turned into this. And turn into this anthology series that I'm continuing to work on because, like I said, I only have one episode up I, on the ether. <laughs> right, but I, I'm going to encourage you to finish it because I, I've heard the first episode. It will never be finished, but <laughs> I will try to work on it more. There's, yeah. I have, I, I'm known as I'm known as just a work in progress kind of person. <laughs> There's so many projects that I've started. I'm what people call a hobby hopper. And they hate me for it. <laughs> I don't think they hate you for it. It's just like, finish it. Yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's a bad habit. I'm trying to trying to overcome it. We start with uh, finishing the dishes, <laughs> <laughs> right? And then we work up to Putting finishing the- a podcast. <laughs> First, put the peanut butter away, then... <laughs> oh, I'll never hear the end of, a, of the peanut butter. Okay. I'll never hear the end of it. Um, how, did you, how did you get into this audio world? What led you? you me? Well, besides me. <laughs> okay, um, fine. How did I get you into this audio world? You... Because I had never thought of it until you glommed onto it. The way that you introduced me to it, I was... I dropped out of school for graphic design in 2016 Uh, because it was too expensive and there was no way I was going to take out a loan to go to one class a a week. Right. (laughs) Uh, So there was no reason for that. So, but I I was living in, uh, I was living in Bloomington by myself in a shoddy little apartment um, working at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> or excuse me, redacted. Uh all right. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Uh I was working I was working book retail and you were like I think we were just like on video call one night because I called you and mom like maybe once or twice a week. Right. Uh and you were just like, you know, you have a really good voice for radio. There's a radio program at Parkland. Why don't you go back to school? And I was like, Okay, maybe. Okay. That's, and that and then I think cuz my lease ended the summer of that year cuz I I had moved out in 2015. Right. And then I started No, I moved out in 2017 cuz that's when I ended my job. <laughs> that's when I left the, my job there cuz I was like, "You know what? Uh if I'm going to live with my parents, I'm going to go back to school cuz right. I'll have the money for it." Uh, so when I started taking those radio class, like I went and I re-enrolled in Parkland and they're like, oh, welcome back. We didn't change any of your passwords or anything like that. And I was like, cool, great. Uh, (laughs) 
Glad I didn't have to go any th- through any rigmarole. It's a nice thing about Parkland. But, uh, and then I started taking those radio classes. And some, some spark lit up in me. Just tinkering around with audition, Adobe Audition, and just tinkering around with DAWs. And Adam was a, Adam Porter was a really big part of it, I okay. would say. Yeah, I would um, say so too. Uh, but you, you, that initial, hey, you're really good with your voice. Because you've always said it. You've always said I've been a good mimic. Well, well let's let's preface this a little bit too. Uh, for about 10, 12 years, in the middle of all this, Maggie and I were professional puppeteers. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, and we did kids pre-pandemic. <laughs> yeah, pre-pandemic. We did uh, children's shows. We did kids picture books, turned them into puppet shows. That's right. We and did. did them all over central Illinois. So puppeteering is another art of mine. <laughs> but, yeah, but um, her voice work with puppeteering is part of, I think, your talent. And I don't know if it's any of your inspiration. I, sadly, I don't think it is. I think I, I thoroughly enjoyed exploring voices while we were doing it, but it was the same stuff, like, right. most of the time. So right. it was just like a pre... It was vaudeville. We did the yeah, same show va- every was, day of the week. Yeah. We did the exact same thing <laughs> every day, every, every time, weekend. Yeah. I was always, ah, ha, 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 you know, just right. little Timmy. <laughs> However, I will say... That if it was an inspiration, it certainly was training ground. It was absolutely training ground. It was ground zero for training. Right. Uh, and having a mother as a voice teacher also helps with it. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of little... There's a, there's a lot all of little, little irons in your fire, isn't yeah. it? <laughs> like I said, I'm, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, master, definitely master of none uh, <laughs> uh, when it comes to the things that I do. Right. Because I, you know, that's the big thing about today. The more, stu- the more tools you have in your belt, the more, the more marketable. The more you marketable are. Yeah, you that's are, what they essentially. But you know, some of it's just like I genuinely just want to learn about this. Mm-hmm. I genuinely just want to You're, dig my claws into it yeah. and see what I can do with it. Yeah, uh, might I venture to say that maybe you're also. You're also a, you like your computers. Oh yeah, I do. <laughs> you like playing on the computers. You like tinkering with them. Oh yeah, absolutely. You're very good at. I've it. genuinely thought about buying a PC uh, just to see what I can do with it. Right. Uh, but but is that part? Uh, do you think that? I think it's part of it because you um, enjoy the the radio gear so much. Yeah, I love DAWs. I love tinkering around with it. I love the the. The thing I love about sound design specifically is the minute editing that I get to do in my software. <laughs> oh, you like that specificity? I really do. It's like kind that? of bizarre, but when I was when I was in those classes and when I was just working on my own podcasts, I I would like get into the nitty gritty of my audios, and I still do it to this day. Like I have, like I have a predetermined set of like what okay, what do I need to edit? Like today when I was recording my uh, voiceover for the pirate's daughter, um, I did like six or seven takes. Cause I was like, okay, they also want British. I need to get out of this Irish mode and get into British. <laughs> so I had to like go watch someone with a British voice for a few minutes and then come back, to put it, it back in your ears. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can slip into the Irish really easy, but it's switching to the British. British. Yeah. Yes, of course. It's- 
British. Can I do it? Yes, I of mean, course. yes, there's, but there's different types of British. Yes. There's, there's that haughty British. There's British. BBC British. There's BBC British. There's Cockney. Cockney and... Cockney's a little more... Harsh. Borderline Irish. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I was, you know, my editing technique was like, all right, we got to shorten this. We got to make a fade in for that. We got to fade in these two things together. We got to make the volumes level. We got to make sure it's in stereo and not mono because for some reason my microphone only records a mono and I haven't figured out how to undo it yet. Uh, and it's been years like that. <laughs> I'm just lazy. <laughs> Well, you're. Well, my, I know my shortcuts uh, for just fixing it. Like out they, the they went in stereo for these auditions. No, or? I just that's how I record things. Like that's oh. how I submit things. Is I submit in stereo. I don't submit mono because, um, first of all, if you're doing radio, you want things to be out of both sides of your right. car, right? You want things coming out at you surround sound. Okay. That's how it is. Um, not for everybody, of course, but... Interesting. It just... Stereo sounds better and is more fun to play with oh, okay. than mono. Because mono, you only have that single line of right. audio. It- and you don't get... So, like, okay. So, um, my favorite example right now is Metallica's um, Master of Puppets. They did a small remix for it for the Stranger Things for season four. Uh, beautiful, by the way. Absolutely beautiful. <laughs> but I play it in my car every once in a while. And there's this part uh, towards, I think, like, marker three minutes and four seconds. Something like that. Where they fade out, but they the guy's yelling, Master! 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 So it's like voices coming out of different sides of the car. Oh, fun. Yeah. So, like, that's why, that's why stereo is more fun to play with than mono. Got it. Because stereo, you get to do crap like that. It was just, you can. It's a few extra brushes in your Yeah. Yeah. It's a few extra. Yeah. Exactly. Because, like, um, ASMR, which is a huge, huge audio, um, kind of like cash grab right now. Uh, a lot of YouTubers do ASMR, which is, um, autonomous sensory meridian response. You've probably all heard of it by now. Uh, but what it is, it's just that tingly feeling. I'm just going to explain it as they would. <laughs> That's fine. Go ahead. Uh, it's that tingly feeling you get at the back of your neck when someone like whispers in your ear or puts the, um, like the razor next to your, the buzzers. Yeah. Next the to your buzzers ear. next to your ear when you're, when you're getting a haircut or something like that. So it's that tingly feeling you get in the back of your neck. They do it stereo. And they have, sound, yeah. and they have very specific audio equipment, which is really cool. What I really want to get my hands on because it'd be great for like Foley, right? Like having a 3DO for Foley. Oh, so cool. What is it called? The gear? 3DO. There, it's it's one of like many. Okay. But what it is is it's a microphone that has uh, microphones on two sides, but it's got two fake ears on it. <laughs> <laughs> So it's it's meant to record in stereo. Okay. But what our artists do is like they'll brush the mic and you'll only hear it on one side and they'll brush the other side and you'll only hear it on that side. And so it's kind of a me- this thing is kind of a method to get tactile with yeah. the sound or with creating yeah, the sound. It's very much a tactile thing. ASMR is very specifically a tactile sort of 
uh, audio experience, I would say. And a lot of people do visual stuff with it, too. It's it's supposed to be like a relaxing thing. Right. Some people just use it for like studying. Some people use it to go to sleep. I'm weird. I just like it. <laughs> <laughs> I rock out to it. I rock out to it. It's just how it is. Um, but I have like they have. ASMR Zeitgeist is one that I like a lot because he has a lot of different gears that he uses. He has uh, a little mini microphone that picks up beautifully on like any like it's a it's like a 360 microphone. Mm-hmm. Wish I knew what it was called. I think it's called the Tascam. Anyway, uh, that's a brand name. Yeah, it's yeah. a brand name, but it's beautiful. It's this cute little it's cute little thing. But then he has the 3DO, which is the the microphone setup and then the two ears on the sides and right. then he just goes nuts with it. I want it specifically for Foley. <laughs> okay. Because I think it would be great. <laughs> now, do you is 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 Foley another thing you're aiming to get into? I'm lo- I'm looking to learn more about it because okay. I have the basics of Foley and for those of you who don't know what Foley is, Foley is a uh, it's basically when you hear the sound effects in a movie or a TV show or a car commercial, uh, you'll hear like leaves crunching. You'll hear like all the background. Music. Yeah, like oh, the clip, cl- like clip clopping of hooves. That's just a guy with two coconuts, <laughs> uh, two hollowed out coconuts. Uh, when you hear someone getting stabbed in a horror movie, it's usually like some guy with a knife and a head of lettuce. Yeah, but it's the, it's it's creating those effects, those sound effects, right? Because out in the field, when you're rec- when you're um, filming, you can't pick up those sound effects. Right. It's it's damn near impossible. Right. <laughs> so they have to be in. They have to be added uh, post. Right. They have to be added in post. But you're. But that's something you're interested in. Oh, absolutely. Because it would also help with the golden vault thing. Oh, that's true. Because I would need fully to. And there's there's like websites with free assets, but. I don't want to rely on those all the time because, like, I have a very specific way. You want to hear your? You're, I okay. want to hear the thing. Okay, <laughs> you're, you're uh, what they call a temperamental artist. <laughs> I'm a perfectionist, yeah. and it's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> you want but I appreciate that though. But you've got these these sound stories in your head, and you're very particular. I mean, that, as another artist, I appreciate that. If, I appreciate If I'm know, gonna be the, niche the, with my art, it's this one. <laughs> <laughs> it is. That's funny. Yeah. Um tell me uh talk about, about your cause you've also uh as she as Maggie mentioned, uh she and I are half of the O'Brien the quality time with the O'Brien podcast. Ye. And uh but you have other podcasts. I do. And you've worked on your own and others and yeah, yeah. Um, I have worked on. Uh, I had. It may or may not come back. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, but I have a podcast called Mad Gab with Maggie, and it's basically just a small ten to fifteen minute thing about me talking about random nerdy news that I found that I thought was interesting. Um. I might make that a monthly thing again. Right. Who knows? But it's it's you geeking out over the stuff you like. Right. And that uh and that was uh that was babied, that was child that was fostered from I don't know a good word for that. <laughs> it was fostered from my radio show, which was under the same name, uh, when I was working on WPCD. 
Oh, that's right. It was a so it was just like your student radio program. Yeah. So when I stopped taking the radio class, when I was finished taking the radio classes, I should say. <laughs> when you graduated from that program, when I graduated from the classes. I couldn't go in the radio anymore. <laughs> so. so. <laughs> <laughs> so I did a podcast for a while. Also, like the pandemic was yeah. a thing that kind of fostered that because I was like, "Oh, I'm working from home. Let's podcast. Let's do stuff." Yeah, <laughs> I think we all did the same thing. And now I'm kind of back in that mode because I'm like, "Oh, I actually graduated. Cool. What am I going to do now?" <laughs> yeah, you got to get that stuff up and running again. I do. I really do because um, I. You've worked with other. You've worked with friends' podcast too. Uh, Mouth sounds. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that was another radio show that we did. Uh, it was my buddy Jason Neff and Justin Klett. And we did, we watched a movie a week and we talked about it for two hours <laughs> <laughs> on WPCD. And it was so much fun. And I really do miss doing it. It yeah. was definitely, genuinely a lot of fun. Uh, but I would love to do it again because I, I, genu- I genuinely miss hanging out with those two goofballs. Yeah. Um, cause we were like the dream trio for a while. <laughs> it was just the three, uh, the, 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 the brown leather boot gang, <laughs> as Jason would call it. Cause we would all wear the same leather boots to, That's funny. to the station. Um, and there's a photo of us hanging up in the station yes, too. Yes, it's still there in the station. WPCD Yay! on Parkland's campus. <laughs> you can see the, you can see us the making brown leather boot gang. Dumb faces and the, in the, <laughs> It sounds to me, tell me if I'm wrong, the way you're talking, is that you're kind of on the verge of all of these projects. Correct. You've been preparing for them and practicing and rehearsing and honing skills. And it sounds like you are pretty much on the verge of any one of these careers. Would that sound right? Yep. <laughs> We're not, uh, but until I find a sugar partner, that's not going to happen. <laughs> well, you know, I'm not going to. I'm not going to. I'm not going to waste my podcast time on what might or might. No, I know, I know. I, I just, for me, unfortunately, it's a motivation thing. Yeah. What would motivate you then? I mean, besides just sheer will, infinite money. Uh, yeah. Well, I think, I think maybe for me it would be having like a genuine office dedicated to doing the sound stuff because if i'm in my bedroom like the the sound studio that i have right now i'm in my bedroom right and my bed's right there (laughs) (laughs) singing my name and every once in a while i'm just like oh you know what (laughs) sun's shining just right through my window the fans on i got the window open it's time for a nap (laughs) Even if I've done absolutely nothing that day. <laughs> and it's the same with my writing. Like I'll be I'll be tinkering away with my writing and I'll look over and there's my bed. <laughs> so we gotta get your bed out of your bedroom or your studio out of your studio, one or the other. <laughs> I think I need a new I think I need like a genuine office space. <laughs> I think I need a dedicated recording space that I'm just like, okay. I can focus. This is where I need to focus. Yes. Yeah, that's fair enough. Because like I'll I'll go I'll I'll do the hoity toity thing and like go out to a cafe and write because I'm just like, okay, I spent money here. I might as well use the time to write. Right. And like or read or do something productive. And and you usually get some and and I'll get something done. I'm the, I say that because I'm the same way. Yeah. You know, if I'm in my home, 
If it's I'm real at home, hard. There's snacks in the kitchen. There's two feet away from me. <laughs> right. My bed's right there. My PlayStation's out there. Yep. Like I got, I have so much stuff on my fingertips. But if I'm out bopping about and all I got is my journal and my phone, I'll just be like, all right, time to put on some lo-fi music. <laughs> Get to work. Get to work, right. Like, I'll sit on the porch sometimes and just write. Yeah. If I'm feeling like it, because that's enough of a disconnect from the distraction. Because, like, I'm outside. It's nice out. There's a squirrel in the yard. There's yeah. a couple of ravens. You know, we're having a good day. Yeah. <laughs> out of all of these things that you are working with or you know, that interest you, all of these skills, Lim, uh, what would be, would you pick just one? If so, which is it? It's tough to pick just one because. Or does it matter at this point? I don't think it matters because I think I'll always be an artist regardless of what thing I pick. Right. I think it does. it doesn't matter if I'm sewing together sound files or if I'm pouring my heart out into a into a audio gig like a voice acting gig i think they're both genuinely going to just be art forms and i'll still be an artist like right. like it doesn't matter which one comes first in terms of a career okay i'd like it to be voiceover but <laughs> cuz like cuz you i think you your heart is in you whether you agree with me or not this is me uh, in case you haven't figured out Maggie's my daughter. Hi, guys. <laughs> um, I think, what was I saying? I think um, at heart, deep down in your soul, you are a performer slash storyteller. Absolutely. I mean, regardless I... of what you do, how you do it, <laughs> ultimately you've got some story behind it. And, it, yeah. and it's it's definitely a performative element because since I was three, four years old, I've been on the stage. Mm -hmm. I've been in theater. It's in my blood. It's in my DNA. It's mm. in every little aspect. Uh, like I, I do it. At, I, I get paid to like act at work. <laughs> That's right. You do. <laughs> I work uh, for the for context. I work in an escape room. So I get to be like a goofy person. Uh, like all day and it's great. Um, most of the time. <laughs> I'll have my customers. Uh, we're, we're not going there. But we're not going to go there. Uh, but yeah, I get I get paid to act. I get paid to be a performer, which is like the dream job for which anybody. Is great. <laughs> which is a dream job for any actor. Um, it's probably why I like my job as much as I do yeah. because I get, to, I get paid to be a performer. I get paid to sit down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sit down and perform? What? Yeah, kind of, sort of. <laughs> Again, it's a lot of audio stuff. Like we, That's true. The, we're not in the room with guests, with customers. So I have to do everything either via a microphone or other means. Interesting. So I, that's another outlet for my voice acting. Yeah. Because I have uh, three different characters that I do when I'm at work. And that I didn't know. That's interesting. Uh, so you'll get to learn this when you and mom go on your date. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I got him a gift card for his birthday. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but when you when you and mom go down, you'll see that I have a very specific voice for whatever game I'm running. Right. Because we we have several different games. Uh, I only trained on th I'm only trained on three 
at the mall. Right. They <laughs> for now. Um, but yeah, I have I have a different voice for each one. That's and fun. And that plays into you everything know. we've talked about. So yeah, far. everything we've talked about. Yeah. Interesting. Um, different question, kind of a different, different question, kind of a different uh, vein. Okay. Do you have any heroes, any inspiration, any muses in any of these fields that kind of point you in a direction that you really like? Kind of, sort of. Um, I think one of, I, I have a few. Okay. I definitely have a few. Um, since I've entered into the world of the grandioseness of sound design and radio and all that jazz, uh, and voice acting specifically, I think my biggest hero, though, is uh, Adam Porter and Dean Geiken. And these guys are? These guys were my professors at Parkland. They are... Uh, Adam Porter is the radio and music producing uh, professor at Parkland. Genius. Mm-hmm. Absolute genius man. The sweetest man you'll ever meet. Uh, but he also just really encourages people to be creative. It doesn't matter what outlet. Like, it doesn't matter what you do. As long as you do it, that's what matters. Right. It doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be pretty. Do it. Because you're you're getting experience. Right. Do it. Give it your all. Yeah. And that's what I learned from him. And that's what I learned from you, too. But he's really hammered it in over the years. (laughs) He made it clear. He made it very clear. Uh, (laughs) And Dean just being the absolute, like, best wingman for, like, he's he is the MC for the radio students. Right. He, He is the hype man. He's the one who gets excited about people being on air. He's the one who gets excited about anybody being in the studio, as long as they treat it with respect. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> We've had our conversation. I mean, that's part of his job too. But that's anyway. true. I mean, those are th- those those rooms are his babies. Yeah. So I get it. I totally do. Um, but those two people have definitely encouraged me to continue on and get deep into the nitty gritty. Like, because I wasn't interested in music production until I took Adam's class. And now, and now I'm just like, ah, oh, dang it! <laughs> now I want to buy a MIDI. <laughs> I don't have any money, <laughs> so I'm just like, if I bought a MIDI, I could play with Pro Tools and make my own music. <laughs> okay, um, and Pro Tools is another DAW uh, system. DAW means digital digital audio something. Digital audio. Works workspace workspace yes I Work, believe that is what workshop, the w- yeah workshop workspace it's the it's the it's the computer programs that handle sound it's the digital version of a recording studio yeah um so anyway so like if people who if you've ever seen a soundboard it's the thing with all of the sliders the sliders and, and knobs. sound waves yeah. I got to learn what those do so. Yeah. Uh, and I was really happy about that because I also got to sound mix for a concert. Oh, that's right. Uh, earlier this year. That was our final project was we got to um, do the soundboard mixing for several bands who performed at a concert at Parkland. And I got to do it for Ashland. That's the name of the band. That's the name of the band. They are super amazing. Uh, lead singer. Awesome. Wonderful. Everyone in that band is super sweet. Uh, check out their music. They're really good. 
other inspirational people and heroes, muses? Uh, this is going to sound totally dopey and so, so stupid. Uh, but Matt Mercer. <laughs> what? <laughs> Because he's every he's every voice he's, actor's dream. Right. Okay. He's he is living the voice actor's dream right now. And he's he's also one of the most like influential voices that is doing all the things. Right. Like he's he's in video he's in video games. He's got his own podcast series. He's got his own uh YouTube series. He's like he's doing it all. Right. He's doing it all. Um but he's also just like a genuinely sweet person. Okay. Like, I don't. I don't like him just because he's a good voice actor. I like him because he's wholesome. He doesn't have any like weird beef with anybody. He's not dramatic. He's not oddly dramatic about things. Right. He's just a guy <laughs> who knows how to voice act and is just sweet about it. Okay. And that makes a difference. And that makes a difference. And it's the same way I feel about also. Um, Erica Ishii, who is part of the new um, Critical Role cast. She's another little gremlin person who is a great voice actress. And <laughs> he's, she's just, she's she's starting to like rise up in the ranks. She's starting to like get her na name out there. But she's also super wonderful. Uh, fantastic fashion sense, too. <laughs> Might I add? Always helps. Always helps. Um, <laughs> and I think an, uh, one for acting that I've recently kind of been into is a gentleman named Brennan Lee Mulligan. <laughs> I know Brennan. Yeah, I know you who know he Brennan. Is. Yeah, I know who he is. I I've listened to his podcast. He has some of the best monologuing, just like really? off the top of his head monologuing at any given point in time. <laughs> and I can recite half of it <laughs> but i think i really got into him a, f a year or two ago when i was just like binging college humor videos because <laughs> that's where he started right he started a college humor doing i am the ceo of whatever company <laughs> and it's hilarious he's just really funny but he gets it like he's got the acting gene okay he's he's definitely got the acting gene and it, it bit him in it bit him in the ass hard. <laughs> but he's hilarious. And he's also just another genuinely sweet person. Like it's it's good to have wholesome figures. Yes. And yeah. if and if, and it's because it's harder to follow people if they're constantly involved in drama. Which yeah. is something that I try not to do. Which with is my odd life. coming from us since we're since we're theater nuts. We're theater uh, <laughs> nerds. Yeah, we're theater nerds. So. We're, we like different kind of drama. We like well, the stuff on stage. Yeah, we, we, we like to keep it where it belongs. We like, we That's like, what I tell my students. We like to let it happen, and then we'll write a story about it, and then we'll write a screenplay about it. <laughs> and then we'll gather a bunch of our weird friends and go act it out on the stage downtown. Yeah, pretty much. From, from Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I, I <laughs> gravitate towards more wholesome people. Um, I gravitate towards more people who are less in the limelight of drama and more in their own, they're more dedicated to their own story than right. getting it's, in the faces of other people. Well, I think it's easier to work with people who are just dedicated to the work because for me, I I don't know much about Matt Mercer, but you're right in the sense that 
He's not in the tabloids for any glory. cheating on Marisha Ray yeah. or like anything like that. Yeah. Or like he but, said this to that person. Yeah, he's. I mean, he does his work because he loves his work. Yeah, and and I it's think easier to deal. It's easier to. Um, I think it's easier to admire and want to work with those kind of people than it is. Yeah, because they they have a love for the thing that they do. Right. And if you've met anybody in your life that loves the thing that they do, it's like, I know it's cheesy to say, it's never work if you love the thing that you do every day. It's going to be work. And they treat it like work. Right. But it's still, there's an amount of effort that goes into what they do. Like, and you can see it. Agreed. Agreed. There, there's a beautiful amount of effort and care and respect uh, that goes into the thing that they do. And a beautiful product comes out sure. of it. And I don't get to see that hot. Yeah. But those are the people I gravitate towards because of that. Because it's like, oh, these are the people who love their job because they there's a respect around right. like they respect their job but yeah i think those are kind of my heroes nice uh but yeah would you say that um i've been doing this podcast for almost 6 months and i'm going to say most of the artists i've talked to talk about a connection with the audience Regardless of the art form, okay. <laughs> I mean, like, um, uh, this is an interesting question. Yeah, it, well, I don't know if it's a question, but it's it's, it's more of a discussion topic. But it's um, Stephen, the photographer I talked to. Even he has he's very aware of his audience, you know. And then there's a moment, and uh, Michael, the painter, the abstract painter, on the podcast, he. There are moments where he's not talking to his audience, but every once in a while there's this rare moment he's standing in a gallery of his work and he gets to listen to people. And then there's moments where they get it, you know, and, awesome. you know, and it, but there's so in terms of your your heroes and your muses, it sounds like you're kind of the audience that they want or you or at least you're an audience and are inspired to want to create more of that audience down the road. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, because of, because of how big some of these people are, they automatically know what their audience wants because mm -hmm. you know, they're on Twitter, they're on social media, they're, right. they're, they're getting immediate feedback. But for someone like me, I don't. Right. So I actually have, no clue what my audience knows until someone comes up to me and tells me. Right. And I had, I had one person recently who's like, "Are you gonna make more of those Mad Gab things? Because my dad really liked them." It was Andrea, by the way. That's fine. <laughs> Don listens to my podcasts. Who knew? Well, you're, uh, well that we're fun. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he likes them though is super awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I don't, I don't get that interaction that right. often. Because I'm just sitting at a desk with a multitude of my journals with a bunch of writing in it and a script in front of me. But and doesn't even like even one, knowing that one really digs it. It's enough. <laughs> it's enough to make the next one. I think it's I think it's genuinely enough. 
I would like more feedback because right. I'm someone who wants to be better. Right. I'm someone who's constantly striving to learn more, be better, right. be better for, especially for like, because the art that I do is very much for other people. Sure. It's not for myself other than like the golden vault. That's a totally different story. Uh, but the mad gab stuff, t that's for other people. That's for me to be like, hey, let's, what's up? Here's the news for the week. Right. Kind of dealio. Right. And that's for other people to enjoy and kind of like get the layman's terms on what's happening because I don't get into like nitty gritty stuff when I go I when will, I do my shows. I will respectfully re disagree with your mad gab podcast. Now, her mad gab podcast was, like you said, 15 minutes, roughly 20 ten, minutes. 10 to 15 yeah. minutes. And it was just. Lots of quick little snippets of she called nerdy news. So she would cover, you know, new video games and, you know, amusement park openings and this wonderful, weird, weird silly, fun stuff. Um, and I don't think you did it for everybody else. I mean, everything you talk about is stuff you're interested in as well. Right. You don't pick stuff just random for everybody else. No, because during the pandemic, everyone was already depressed. So I was right. like, why don't I just give someone, why don't I just give people something happy to listen right. to? Right. But it's the stuff that makes you happy as well. Right. So I, I was also depressed. So, but I will also, but I'm, but I'm, what I'm saying is I, you don't do it just for other people. I, I think, and again, see if you agree with me, is that most artists, look for the connection with their audience. They don't just do it for themselves, uh, but they do it for that connection with other human beings. Genuine human connection. Yeah, and I yeah. think even Mad Gab, even as silly and simple as it is, you know, you're connecting with those other nerds who love that stuff one way or another. So okay, what, I can see that. So what Don found so fascinating about it is beyond me, but... You know, <laughs> He shares your interest. <laughs> he shares your interests somewhere. I love Don. <laughs> he shares your interests somewhere in the middle of all that. So I would, for you, yeah, you make more connections than I think you realize. I probably because, like, when I was doing that, I had um, when I was uploading those once a week. I had one listener in Australia. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if it, they were like using a VPN and they were in the States, but I had one person from Australia listening in. That's cool. Which I thought was very That's fascinating. Kind of neat. That's very kind of neat. That's great. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I think I do make a genuine human connection more than I'm aware of. Because again, I don't, I don't get direct feedback no matter how right. many times I post on the Facebook page or meant... Like how many times I upload. Right. I just get people like, if if you listen to it, that's enough. That's mm -hmm. enough for me. Right. And I'm not, the things I'm saying might sound like they're contradicting each other, <laughs> but I guarantee like just because I'm, I'm not as aware of it doesn't mean I don't know what's happening. Okay. Like I, like I see the number, I see right. the interaction numbers. I see all that hoo-ha right. stuff on my feeds. Right. But I think if I were to tell you something, give you a piece of advice, <laughs> I think I think your audience is there. 
And if you start making stuff with them in mind, like, oh, they, you know, or not with just so much your audience, but like even Mad Gap. Oh, I think I would love to get into a goofy conversation about this topic with anybody out there. What do you think? Oh, okay. You know, it's that kind of approach. Yeah, yeah. You know, that kind of thing, so. Kind of like this. Kind of like this. <laughs> Very much so. I, lo- I love my little podcast. Cause I love it, it too. It's, and you know. It's, it's weird. It's gotten a lot bigger than I think I ever anticipated it being. You and me both. <laughs> you and me both. And but, I'm, I'm very proud of you for that. Thank you. And I'm very proud of you, which is why you're here. Yay. Yay. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Last few questions. We are on the, on the run up to the end here. Woo! Um, what about your artwork turned you on? <laughs> I'm 12. Uh, <laughs> Not what I mean, and you I know, know I know, it. I know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what what turns me on about my artwork? It's a great question. I think I've always been drawn to audio in some manner or form. If it's not music, it's listening to people talk. It's listening to NPR or uh, listening to musicals on tape. You know, something about it is just beautiful. Like it doesn't, it doesn't matter what you're doing. It doesn't matter what format of it you're doing. Audio is beautiful. Interesting. And it's, it like, I just want to be able, cause I think the thing that really I like about it is that I have a vivid imagination. I have since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Continue, I'm going to continue until I get Alzheimer's or whatever down the road whenever I lose my brain and I'm sitting in a rocking chair at a nursing home. I I feel like that's the strongest thing about me as a person. But I think that's also the strongest thing that I put into my audio is that I want people to experience the same movie in their head that I'm experiencing or just experience a version of it that right. they like. Like that's what I, it's, it's, it's an audio movie essentially. Well, you're again, comes back to your, you've got a story to tell. Yeah. I, I, you've always, you know had what? Sto- you're right. I you've it, it always had a story boils to down tell. to me being a storyteller. Cause mm-hmm. ever since I learned how to write on a computer, that's all I did. No, was write stories. I'm going to tell you, you a story. But when you were a toddler, oh my god, yeah, we were still living in Ohio at the time. Oh, no recollection. I know. <laughs> you were three. It was uh, three, oh. about three, four-ish years old. Was Gracie around? Barely. Probably four. Four, yeah. Anyway, um, you would spend hours, and I mean it, <laughs> hours. You had a toy castle. A little plastic toy castle, and this toy castle came with about a half a dozen miniature figures, these little people, little really? plastic people. They couldn't have been an inch and a half tall. Six, and they all had a little base, and you could all you know, just pose them in the castle, <laughs> wherever you wanted. And you would sit for hours <laughs> talking and telling stories and making up little scenarios, and those little people were all over that castle. Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding you. I thought you would remember this. No. 
don't you would, remember this at all. We had it set up on a little cabinet, and you would stand. You would on your knees right there in front of that castle, and your nose is literally <laughs> at the front door of that castle. And you were moving those people around, and they were talking to each other, and they were telling stories and the great tragedies of life and love stories. But there was always, always something going on in your head that was coming out in these little figures. And after these little figures had played out their roles, you would go and find other little figures from other toys or other sets or other lone things. So we had this castle populated with these crazy little plastic people and animals. I had no idea. And you would talk your own ear off for hours. So, yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't know. So, no. You were born that way. It wasn't since you could learn how to write. <laughs> yeah. Because, like, I have vague recollections of, like, living in Wisconsin, and we had a little playroom there. And <laughs> we had this little, uh, this little cubby space, and I would always clear out one space and just, like, I yeah. had an Ash Ketchum figure and yeah. a Barbie doll. <laughs> Same exact and, like, thing. like, Lego. Same, yeah, minifigure, yeah, Lego minifigs. And my, my Eddie Spaghetti, <laughs> or my Betty Spaghetti doll. Same thing. Same thing, just different plastic. Wow, I I did not. Yeah, you sure did. I have a crap memory to begin with, but that's hilarious. I thought you knew. I did it. I mean, your mother and I talk I about it. it all the time. Remember when Maggie, oh my God, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> I remember I did it at Thanksgiving too, because like when we were growing up, we would go to the there's this church we were rent out, and they oh, with the big had family. a bunch of toys. Yep, and I would just go over to the castle. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you sure did. Revelations today on Artner. <laughs> yeah. Put that to good use, however you can. That's hilarious. Um, well then, yeah. I guess it's to tell a story. <laughs> yeah, keep that I guess in mind. I like the outlet of telling a story. Mm-hmm. And it's always <laughs> been entertaining. So, what about your artwork turns you off? Ugh. The motivation to get up and do it. <laughs> I think that's kind of universal. I feel like it's universal. But yeah, but I for think me, right. it's always like, all right, I gotta it's open a this uni- up. I gotta get my scripts out. I gotta plug this in. I gotta unplug this and put it back in because it's not reading properly. And I test the volume on the mic. I gotta make sure it's it's. There's a lot of in, like I love the editing process, but it can also be a pain in my butt. Yep. Uh, just like because um. This is no offense to anybody, uh, but we do a pod. We do a radio show every year uh, since the pandemic. Oh yeah, uh, um, with a lovely, lovely friend of ours named Art Funai. But it's a very, very long show. It is, <laughs> and editing it, being the only editor, <laughs> can be a bit tedious. Yeah, and Art will admit that he he does as it. he should. <laughs> well, it's because he used to do it. That's why. Mm-hmm. So. So yeah, having yeah. <laughs> uh, just being the editor on that project is just like, <laughs> like Art says, it's a lonely job. It's a very lonely job because <laughs> you're sitting for hours, scrubbing through audio and making sure all the levels are fine and making sure all the pieces are put in the right places. It's a giant puzzle, like it especially is. the way that we re- we record it. 
um, because we got like 12 different microphones. <laughs> yeah, it's a process, but. And it's fun. Like, I'm not saying it's not fun. It's fun. It's great fun, especially when we're recording. But then there are like instances where I'm like, I can't get this person to sound <laughs> as good as I want them to. Yeah. I can't get this level right. And some people are too quiet. Like some people are back here talking like this. Some people are a little too close to their microphones like this. And it's just like there's spikes everywhere. And then there's like, I need you to retake that because I cannot hear you. And then there's like, please back away from your microphone. Yeah. <laughs> but I can't say any of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just the person who's like, okay. <laughs> So there is a so bit of a piece over here, but that piece over yeah. there. <laughs> That's it. Um, yeah, editing is both a is both a blessing and a curse. Okay. <laughs> is there any other art form that you have not dabbled in that you think you would like to try? Sculpting. Really? Yeah. Any specific material? Nope. <laughs> Just. Probably clay. Okay. Just just right just your basic old clay sculpting. I don't want to like throw. I just want to do like like reg like just regular like model sculpting. Interesting. Something like that. Or or wood carving. I've been genuinely thinking about just buying a block of wood and whittling. Just cool. for funsies. Um <laughs> Cause uh, as we mentioned before, I've dabbled in quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh I've done resin, I've done painting, I've done you know, the singing, acting, yep. audio business. Uh, I've done, what else have I done? I've me I've messed with 3D printing. Mm -hmm. I've messed with uh, 3D modeling in programs. I've done 2D animation. Graphic I've, design, graphic, graphic design. arts. I went to school for graphic design for yep. a little bit. But sculpting. Which was weird. Uh, <laughs> but sculpting. Sculpting. Might. Interesting. Um, sculpting or wood carving wood i'm leaning more towards wood carving okay i i've got some tools in the basement some little palm i know <laughs> is <laughs> the there basement is full of wonders <laughs> um is there any art form that you know you would never want to dabble in oh um that's a great question it's one of my favorites <laughs> the question because there's a lot of answers or because well, there's not that many well, it's answers? It's kind of a Rorschach test it's of <laughs> what kind of artist you are. Are you a psychopath? <laughs> mark, no, not quite that Mark bad. A or yes. <laughs> um, I don't know. I don't know if there's genuinely an art form that would that I would absolutely be like no to. I when it comes when it comes to art, I would love to try everything once. Just once. Because I've done, I've like, I didn't think I'd like jewelry making, but apparently I'm actually not too bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> like, for, for what it's worth. <laughs> um, you know, I've done the resin thing. I'm definitely not good at that. I want to try, like, making candles. I want to try woodworking stuff. Yeah, I don't know if there's an art form that I wouldn't do. Maybe... I don't know, like playing an upright bass. I don't know. That's it. That's <laughs> only, probably it. Only because it's bigger than you are. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. I, I can't get around it. <laughs> okay. I'm five uh, one for context. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, why do you participate in art? Not just your art, but 
Why do you participate in art? Well, that's easy. Human connection. Well, that was quick. There's a genuine... Every artist puts a little bit of their soul into what they do. It doesn't matter what they're doing. A little piece of them goes into what they do. And if that goes out to the public, you and you as the audience member gets to see it. Doesn't matter what you're also feeling when you see it. That's a human connection. So like when you go through a, a gallery, even if it's like ancient artwork, someone spent hours on that. Someone mm -hmm. put part of their life into that. And that's something people tend to forget. Because like I hear comments all the time, oh, I could do that. I make them too. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll look at Rothko and I'll be like, yeah, I could have done that. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> right. But he did. He spent hours of his life doing that. Mm -hmm. Like, and I think the same way when I look at, you know, a Monet, he spent hours of his life just painting that. Mm -hmm. Someone spent hours of their life sculpting that. Someone spent hours of their life putting this podcast together. Someone spent hours of their life editing this video. Someone spent hours of their life just voice acting this or doing any of this. A piece of that person is in there because that person has one life on this planet yeah. and they took the time to work on their passion, to work on something that meant something to them. And then when the public sees it, they are getting to see that person. Interesting. A part of that person. What a lovely way to put it. Beautiful. Thank you. Um... Last question. That wasn't the last question? <laughs> no. That was the end of the interview. It's oh, okay. Last, it's not the last question. Okay. Last question is, where can we see and or hear some of your art? Oh, yes. Um, uh, a lot of my stuff is on Spotify, Apple Music, all those lovely... Um, I think I'm also on... I don't know if I'm on the Amazon thing. I don't think my distributor but, uh, goes there. Um, but are we talking Mad Gab? Yeah, if you want to listen to both Mad Gab and Golden Vault, because they're both under the same page currently for some reason, uh, I need to fix that. But yeah, you can listen to the first episode of Golden Vault and the first three seasons of Mad Gab on Spotify, Apple Music, and I think Google Music as well. Google Music and probably Stitcher, if I remember. I think Stitcher's yeah. another one too, yeah. but also Anchor FM and Red Circle. So okay. those are the ones that you can go to. I switched over from... Right. One to the other. Um, so, okay, we put the links to those things in the podcast. Absolutely. The Absolutely. Go for it. And you've got a voiceover website. Correct. I do. Uh, you can find my work if you liked my work here today. <laughs> Sorry. <being> Sell <laughs> it, baby. <laughs> <laughs> if you like what you heard today, everybody, you can go to MaggieO'BrienSounds.com. That is Maggie, M A G G I E, O'Brien, O B R I E N, Sounds, S O U N D S.com. Awesome. Thank you, you my dear. You can see my resume there and also see all the other cool stuff I've worked on. Awesome. Yeah, there's some great stuff. Great, uh, she's got some great work. Um, my dear, thank you. You're welcome. For spending your evening with me and well, of course. showing off a little bit and making your dad proud. <laughs> kind of feels like we're back in the puppetry days. So. A little bit, doesn't it? I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for hanging around and geeking out with us. If you enjoyed the show, hit the like and subscribe buttons. And more importantly, join the conversation and leave us a message or comment. We'd love to hear about your nerdy art. 
Thanks again, and join us next week for more Art Nerds.